may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined today by Tanya and Allie. And the three of us are going to watch a movie called, well, called Call Northside 777. So ladies, what do we know about Call Northside 777? I think that's a phone number. All right. Hey, yeah. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. Um, I doubt it's going to be Lucky. Okay. 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 Like lucky seven. Right. That's yeah. That's where he went with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, also not the number of the beast. Okay. Okay. Yep. You know, just, I'm just with you go there. there. Like a uh, um, uh, down the block neighbor of the beast. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. You know, depending. Okay. I don't know how the phone numbers were declared then so like <laughs> maybe just like on the operator board yeah maybe down the down the yeah road. i would think that's not on the same party line no 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 god if they weren't in order on the operator board that would suck no oh shit god. right yeah wow the swearing is starting early apparently okay um, <laughs> uh oh fedoras 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 i'm, I'm gonna go with fedoras good call cigarettes oh Very yeah good. oh maybe even un peep <gasps> yes. French for pipe, people. Yes, yes. I, 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 followed, I followed you there. I followed you there. I totally did. Allie rolled her eyes. I did me. not roll my eyes. I did not my, roll my eyes. I was like, I have no idea, and I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> it's like Allie flatlined for I just, solid five seconds. I, Dear listeners, if you're wondering why I sound a little bit scratchy, I'm recovering from the sinus infection from hell. Oh, I'm no. not on my A game. <laughs> hey, so, that makes you all nice. But I'm just, I'm just going. I'm just like, yep. Let's just, let's just roll. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> I, I figured you just picked it up from Kathleen Turner during right. the uh, <laughs> episode. I yeah. sound like I've, I've smoked a couple of packs and drank like a bottle of scotch by myself. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm in prime noir mode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so ladies, uh, call Northside seven 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 is a fun little noir that I only. Discussed discovered a couple maybe one year ago two years ago uh really super fun i really like it um i'm very thrilled to show it to you it stars jimmy stewart (gasps) hey Hey! and he's not creepy jimmy stewart so let it be noted i am disappointed i like creepy people yeah yeah, creepy on film that's true. Yes. I'm, I'm, when I, they're not yeah. interacting with me. Right. Yes. Th- that's, I feel like that's a very important Yeah, because creepy Joseph Cotton showing up at my door. Would not be cool. Hell no. Uh-uh. 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 Nope, nope, nope. But, but watching them on, on, oh, on yes. the screen where we're yep. safe. Yes. Yes. Fair. Yes. Yes. All of that. Kind of, kind of like um, you wouldn't want a lion in your living room. Right. But they're well, really cool to watch on National Geographic. Yeah. Yeah. What? I feel like this took very different tactics all at once. <laughs> I don't even know what happened anymore. Well, you said lying in your living room. Isn't yeah. that Roar with Tippy Hedren? Yes. Yes, it is. Ah, yes, that's it where is. I went. Where yeah. did you go, Allie? I just said, unless you're watching, like, I was thinking, like, documentaries. Ah! See, that is also a totally legit place. Oh, wow. And Jim Albert. The, the National Geographic theme was done by Elmer Bernstein. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Call Northside 777 1948 Go look it up listeners uh, We're going to go watch it And after this brief musical interlude We will be back to talk about the movie we just watched So I encourage you to do the same 
<laughs> what do you think? That was very low key. Yeah. yeah. I like that we got to watch a movie without a flimsy romance plot for a change. I agree great, with it? that. <clears throat> I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not already lost 95% of my faith in our criminal justice system. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we I mean, were... I feel like a, I feel like, as a person of the forties, mm-hmm. this would have been a revelation. Mm-hmm. Right, cops doing bad things. Like, well, I mean, it it it, it kind of started as a trope. I feel in some of the gangster movies, true, in the thirties. So you you did have, but I mean, like this is yeah. like new gadgetry to prove that stuff was weird mm-hmm. and yeah. people lied. And but, that would have interested me a lot. Yeah, and it's the... I mean, I kind of like the procedural sort of... Yeah. T- ...tactic that this one takes, and that it's based on a true story. Yeah, it felt like a Dragnet yeah. episode yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, it's very unusual in that we're bringing down... For sure. We're, we're releasing these, uh, this innocent guy from prison, and that is still kind of against the grain of, yep. you know, going against the authorities mm-hmm. sort of... Thing. So it still was unusual, definitely. But I mean, it's the. I mean, when from the outset, you kind of know the sort of general gist of the film. It's like, oh yeah, I believe he's guilty. Oh, maybe he's not guilty. I believe he's innocent, and I shall fight for you because that's kind of the mm-hmm. dramatic arc that is setting. Yeah. Up. But it's it's the the thing that makes procedurals interesting. In that, well, how does he do it? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, also, you know, kind of the NCU sort of thing of, here's the cool technology of the day. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like here's how we use it. healer, like, yeah. in the movie? Like, that was really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Leonard Keeler actually, <laughs> the real Leonard Keeler with the polygraph test that he developed doing a real reading actually doing a real reading with mm-hmm. you know the actors in the film it was so, it's so cool and then the old school fax machine yes, yes. so interesting yeah so slow yeah and that's really cool because i didn't i honestly didn't realize the technology was that old yeah and, i didn't realize it dated that far back yeah same here when i first saw it, it was like what they had they had fax I machines? I don't know. It didn't surprise me as much because they had, like, whatever. They had, like, intercoms and stuff in in um, Metropolis. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but so this, this is, me, like, trans- this is like, but transmitting a whole picture. And for me, that was the surprise. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. It's like, holy crap, I didn't know they could do that. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and... I want to say early 80s was when they started advertising fax machines right. on television, yeah. and I didn't realize that was a technology we could have. It's like, what? You can actually send pictures via a phone line? That is wild. You know, brain yeah. explodes. Mm-hmm. And to see the really old school version of that technology where you develop it like a photograph, you take it into a dark room and you yeah. process it with chemicals the old school way. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> that that is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And also seeing the the typesetting machine was yes. really cool. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I friggin' love that stuff. Yeah. Anything that's that gonna show me how the newspaper is made, like that's my jam right there. <laughs> I, I, I have a question though. What's yeah. with the little paper hats? 
the the newspaper the dudes in the presses they all have a little white oh because when they work around all that ink i'm assuming this is still holds true because my my dad was in print Uh they always wore hats because when you work around the presses and the ink it's not always dry it goes it goes everywhere yeah so i mean but they didn't even cover their whole heads they were just like but it'll keep it'll keep it from like falling you know and dripping everywhere. I don't know. I don't know why that style, but I'm assuming that's part of the reason. Cool. They're absorbent. Yeah. (laughs) But see, that's, that's why like, I love anything is like, Oh, we're going to show how the newspaper is made. Cause my, my dad worked on the presses and my mom was in typesetting. So like my mom came out with the layouts and everything. And like, she used to draw the ads. So that, that that sort of thing. I'm just like, this is so cool. They're putting together the letters and they're going to, yeah. I'm just a nerd for that shit. See, yeah. my dad, his involvement with the newspaper was like telling the dudes to go on their routes and like ah. figuring out where how that was economical. That's actually really cool, though. Yeah. Well it, well, it was cool until he got called at four in the morning because somebody was sick. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like the the construction of that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, the logistics. Well, yeah. It's I like it's it. a. Uh, it's the traveling salesman problem. How most yeah. efficiently you can have somebody go through a route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which which is a still a challenge in mathematics. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Dear listeners, I've, I've read lots of articles about the traveling salesman problem. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> first tangent out of the way. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a fun movie to just kind of look at what police work was in this day. And there were a few others like this. There were, there's like detective story and there's how oh, detective uh, story Na- naked city is, is a good one. Yeah. Uh, but there's something about this one where it really kind of, it feels very different in that because they're trying to portray a real story. They're actually going into this Polish population in Chicago and talking to them and people don't have Hollywood names mm-hmm. in the script. And, um, well, they actually spoke Polish. They actually they? spoke yeah. Polish mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they were actually, actually casting, uh, actors with really interesting faces, not Hollywood yeah. good looks. Yeah. And well, except for Jimmy Stewart, except for Jimmy Stewart, but you know, he's, Jimmy Stewart, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he was Jimmy Stewarting all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, and he, totally. was, he does it well, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you need Jimmy Stewart, you, 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 you can ask Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you need somebody to be righteous and go forth yeah. with the good fights, you cast Jimmy Stewart. Well, and I'm pretty sure this movie needed Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as I love it. It needed Jimmy Stewart. It needed Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yes, I agree. I yeah. Agree. And, and uh, Lee J. Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first Hollywood movie to be shot entirely on location in Chicago. Yay! So, yes, oh. old school Chicago. You see a lot of it. Yep. Um, that roundhouse uh, jail. Yeah, I was... Yeah. I I actually personally thought that was a Hollywood creation. I did not know those were based off of mm-hmm. real jails. Yeah, it's the... Um, it was Statesville Prison, and it was the only, rena- only remaining... Panopticon still in use in the United States in the by the 1990s. Wow! And it was finally uh, closed in 2016, but the structure is wow. still there, and I I don't know what they're going to do. Well, because I I'd heard about the Panopticon mm-hmm. like that being a thing, but I thought it was over in um like Iraq or or a Middle Eastern country yeah. for some reason, like Turkey or something, mm-hmm. which isn't Middle whatever. Yeah, it's it's a style of prison that 
shows up here and there in different cultures. Yeah, and, the, and then the only place I was aware of it was Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, that's a real thing? It is a real thing. Totally a real thing. It is impressive. It's really impressive to see it on film, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it's huge. It's yeah. so huge. Yeah. And then you see the model of it when they walk out, and it's like, there's five of them! Yeah. That model was insane. Yeah. It's totally a model. And then... And then <laughs> Dang it! Dang it. <laughs> okay, and then and then the the uh, gosh darn it the um board as they enter the the room that has the populations oh yeah, yeah. Written, that old was prison cool. new prison yeah and this yeah. yard and that yard that and was like there's cool. like three thousand in the old prison and like ten thousand in the yeah. new prison I was like oh, crap that's a lot of people that in is a building. lot of darn pr- people in in one building yeah or one small set of buildings or whatever but yeah it yeah it's hard to i mean chicago and los angeles and new york city huge 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 cities but it's it's interesting to think back it's like they were huge back then and they were huge even 50 years 100 years prior to that they were enormous cities and uh you know even before the days of the skyscraper and so to see a prison population like that just kind of brings into reality of how big Chicago was. Yeah. Because that wasn't the only prison of that size in Chicago, even. No, no. Chicago's enormous. And has been for a long time. Yeah. So it's it's interesting having a whole movie set there and being able to see what it was... Yeah. Like in the 40s. Oh, oh. speaking yeah. of old technology that I liked. Yeah. The elevators. Yeah. With the up-down lights to tell yep. you which oh, el- yeah. which way it's going. Like, I didn't realize those were just light bulbs. Like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the, uh, the building that I work in is over 100 years old, and the elevators have those lights. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, not enough really cool. dresses or hats. Not enough no. dresses or hats. Um, not enough Thelma Ritter. No. Yeah. And if we're like... A second. She, mm-hmm. she originally had a... Uh, she makes a couple of sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. She originally had a larger roll, but it was cut she out. She smokes time. in bed and does not look like herself, so it freaked me out. Because <laughs> I was suddenly like, who is in bed with him? Like, why is yeah, he in a room the, with the a shadows, strange woman? The shadows were messing with her face a little bit in that shot. A little bit. But I was like suddenly like, what? Why is he in this room with this other... What? <laughs> we're so used I, to noir it's like oh who are you sleeping with bud <laughs> for, for the moment when everybody when we were all going huh ah, uh i was going that should be a clown <laughs> oh, god dang no, it no more clowns rando <laughs> clowns just, rando clown again. <laughs> in your bedroom just smoking oh, oh god oh, no. that's gonna be the stuff of my nightmares tonight thanks oh, wow. melissa you're welcome i'm calling you at 2 a.m when i wake up and can't sleep <laughs> So, uh, Wanda, uh, Skutnik? Skutnik. 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 Yeah. Skutnik. With a K. With a K. Skutnik. Skutnik. Did you recognize her? No, I should have, though. I kept thinking about it. She was Kitty and Caged. Oh, Thank shit! You. Yes, she was! Yes, yes she was! <laughs> I was like, I know that face. Like, she's, right? She's yeah. been in prison. Where has she been? Yeah, I've she's been in her. prison before. I've seen, I've seen her, her in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Always in prison. I've seen her on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm always super pleased when I see her show up and stuff. She's, she's like, yeah, great. She's her. got such a good face. Oh, and she she would yeah. nail in that too. Like mm-hmm. the indignant rage. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. bodily throwing. Yeah. 
Stewart out of her apartment. Uh, Betty Gard is her name. She is amazing. Yeah, yeah she's pretty great. Um, yeah, so many actors with interesting faces yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I like that about movies of this era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a lot more use of character actors with just good, interesting, unique faces yeah. that make them feel more human yeah that you don't not... see so much yeah. anymore mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh my god for the longest time i couldn't tell apart leonardo dicaprio matt damon and brad pitt i'm like three blonde dudes and, and throw mark Wahlberg in there <laughs> no no you know who's got me right now True. all of the chris's oh yeah the chris right chris evans chris, chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth like, and, and, yeah. there's three because pratt pine. too pratt, pratt. pratt. oh my pine. god there's four there's, there's just more See, that's what i'm saying it's a multiplexity chris's. of chris's yeah See, I can I can spot Chris Hemsworth because it it's like yeah that dude's Thor, <laughs> right? I like there's somebody made a Venn diagram of Chris's and Hemsworths, ah, <laughs> yeah, they, because with and yeah. then Chris Hemsworth is in the you know the the section yeah, in the middle nice. because he he's both one of those one of those Chris's and one of those Hemsworths, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's mistaken like for two sets of people. <laughs> <laughs> White blonde dudes, man, yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of white dudes in this movie. Yeah, so many white dudes. Yeah. Very, yeah. very white. Very white film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I can't say I'm shocked. No, for I For the mean, era at all, but, kinda you know. kind of how things still are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Slowly inching towards better, but, yeah. you know, um, you'd think we'd be further along by now. <laughs> you would think. You would think. Oh, oh, another yeah. thing. That that noir is 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 illuminating for me is that people in records can be really really jerks. Yeah, everybody in records is. I can only assume that they have like the most thankless job ever. Oh, and that they get treated like shit all the time. So all they do is treat other people like shit. Ben in records. I will tell you, nobody knows what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows why you they're paying you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they resent you because you can't get them what they haven't asked you for yet. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I can kind of see why, like, that's my perception is they must be treated like shit all the time because that's the only reason you would have so many people in the same profession having a very similar attitude. Well, and they also, <laughs> there's also a sense of entitlement when you are given a record. Mm-hmm. Because your job is to keep that record mm-hmm. pristine yeah. and in the original, like, state it was given to you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you are the gatekeeper of that information. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you, if you fuck up, that's your job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. immediately, there are... The, the the margin for mistakes right is so i i don't know but still this record's dude also an asshole yeah yes yeah yes very much so <laughs> we should have a tally of how many right. <laughs> dudes we find oh yeah uh let's see what other things can i tell you about this movie oh um as the movie closed, dear listeners, um, my, my friends here were going, what happened to the other guy in prison? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Does yeah. he get out? We don't know. No. Uh, what actually happened was, uh, so first of all, the guy who was sprung from prison, Frank, uh, his real life name was Joseph Medjcheck, I think it is. 
after being released from prison in 1945, he worked as an insurance agent in Chicago. Um, he was given a wrongful imprisonment settlement for about $24,000, which was given to his mother. And uh, he, eventually re he eventually remarried his wife. Oh, Aww. that's so sweet. Yeah. And then uh, his, but unfortunately, his last days were spent in a mental institution and he passed away in 83. Now, the other guy, his name was uh, Theodore Marcinowitz, or Marcinikin, and there are a lot of consonants in here. <laughs> Polish. Uh, <laughs> he was released from prison in 1950, which was two years after the release of this movie. So presumably something was in the works. They don't, they didn't know how it was going to wind up yet, so it just wasn't worked into the plot of this film. Uh, so he, he got sprung too, and he was awarded $35,000 for being wrongfully imprisoned as well. So they both so got out. How many people had to watch this movie before they founded the Innocence Project? I don't know. <laughs> there, it's, it's fun looking at all the old beer uh, yes. Logos. Yeah, like Schlitz was everywhere. Schlitz everywhere. Yeah, lots of Schlitz. Nectar beer has long, long passed away as a beer, but you saw the signs for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun to see all the old. Oh, and the the bottle brands. on the on the wall. He had yeah. a bottle opener just like hanging on yep. his like installed on his wall. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was pretty standard was in thing. most most homes. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the jigsaw puzzle was so freaking thick. I yeah, yep. I noticed that too. Yeah, I'm like, I want one of those. Yeah. I not a foam one. Yeah, I think they were actually made out of wood at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had to use a jigsaw to uh, yes. cut them. Yes, yeah, we... Yeah. Thank but, you, Fess. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Would you like to say, um, actually before that? No, that's too douchey. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, Frank's wife's second husband. Did anybody recognize him? No, I I mean I felt like I'd seen him before, but it's E.G. Marshall. Like I know E.G. Marshall mainly from like Creep Show. He's the guy in the apartment with all the cockroaches. Oh, oh. he's a fantastic actor. That yeah, uh, yeah. Like when he grew old, he had yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, E.G. Marshall. Okay. <laughs> That's a face I have not thought about for yeah, a long time. Right. And, uh, and of course, Lee J. Cobb, who I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the boss at the, right. um, at oh, the paper. Who, who 12, is... 12 Angry Men. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, Juror 3, I th okay. think it was. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he's interesting because uh, he came up uh, in, in theater along with like John Garfield and uh, Elia Kazan. And he, when he started working in movies, uh, he, he was still very active in theater. And uh, Arthur Miller basically wrote the uh, Willie Loman role <gasps> in Part Death for Him. Yeah. Wow. He was Willie Loman. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. His daughter uh, eventually <gasps> married James Cromwell. Oh, yeah. nice. You know. Babe, good job, pig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, well, hey, no, no. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll no, do. Well, yeah, but he's also the, you know, creator of the Warp Drive. That's Thank right. Thank you very much. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Whose name I can never remember. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Thank so, you. Yes. 
Lee Jacob was also in The Exorcist, which was basically, I think, his final film because he died oh, shortly after sure. that. Uh, and he was a very accomplished harmonica player. Oh, interesting. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Richard Conti was um, the the prisoner who was sprung, you know, the guy with the, the dimple chin. He was Bazzini in The Godfather. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also it came up through theater with that same group of people. Um, fought against the blacklist, even though he was a start, uh, uh, he was kind of a diehard Republican, but he was like, this blacklist thing? Nah, no. And he stood against it, which probably, you know, put a dent in his career for a little while. Yeah. But uh, still good for him. Yeah. And then, of course, Jimmy Stewart, who had a long and storied career in movies. Okay. Being Jimmy Stewart. Who was Sergeant Attorney General creepy guy that oh. looked like Christopher Lloyd? Oh, that guy. Um, I need to hold on. Give me, give me just a second. Listeners, they're looking at pictures on the internet right now. Oh yeah, that's the dude. It's John McIntyre. Yes, thank you. John, I called. I was like yeah. John McIntyre. I he he was a sheriff in Psycho. Yeah. He also yeah, played Badger in Fox and the Hound. He's he's in so <laughs> much stuff, and he he uh he does a lot of voice acting for Disney later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I remember his name because I keep looking him up when I see him and going, "Who's that, that guy?" guy? He, he was also in he was uh, in Rooster Cogburn as uh, Judge, uh. Judge Parker. He was in Herbie Rides Again. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, just did, a character actor that pops up everywhere. He did a lot of westerns, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I thought. But yeah, he was he was a sheriff in Psycho, and yeah, his credit list is longer than your arm. And uh, he'll actually be in the next movie we watch. Woo! Yay! Cool. Yes. And he was in Asphalt Jungle. Yeah. Ah, see, I told yep. you, John yep. McIntyre. Like I know the name when yep. I saw it in the credits. I was like, John McIntyre. I know him. This was his first movie where he was credited. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Go us. Crazy. And then he just had this long, long list of, of noirs. So, yeah. We win. Yay. So, Jimmy Stewart. Now, um, I don't think we've ever gotten into trivia on Stewart here. Uh, No, because we were too busy doing trivia on other people. Mm-hmm. Especially during Vertigo. Yeah. Well, we were, we were spending so much time talking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Vertigo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So much to talk about. So, James Stewart, of course, you know, Rear Window and It's a Wonderful Life and Anatomy of a Murder and all this stuff. The man who shot, bang, Liberty (laughs) Valent. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which is a fantastic movie. Uh Uh-huh. Destry Wides Again, which is so fun. Yes, yes. Uh, So many great movies. Um, He... Didn't start drama until college. Uh, he in uh, in regular in like in regular school. What am I talking about? Like before he got into college, he was an athlete and a musician. Apparently, played accordion very well. <laughs> and then he went to Princeton and studied architecture, as you do, ah. as you do. And while he was at Princeton, he got involved in drama and uh, started acting with them. And so after he graduated from college and, and got his architecture degree, he kept touring with the actors from the college. Sure. And I- including um, <laughs> Henry Fonda. Ah! Well, and right, so 
when the depression hit, the work kind of dried up for that sort of stuff. So he and Henry Fonda both went out to Hollywood together. Nice. And they were besties forever after that. And uh, even though uh, Henry Fonda really, really, really super ultra liberal, James Stewart, not. Not, not so much. <laughs> Perry, he was quite conservative. Apparently they got into a fistfight once over politics and never... After that, never mention them again. Wow. <laughs> each other. Wow. Um, according to Stuart's kids, uh, their favorite thing to do when not like doing Hollywood stuff was just hang around silently and build model airplanes together. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a bromance right, right there. It's a it's That's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so sweet. Oh. Yeah. And uh also Jimmy Stewart very devoted to his wife, one of those people who buried yeah. his wife and just they were forever together. And uh when he passed away in the mid nineties, uh she had just passed away like two or three years before and he just never sure really recovered from that. Her name was Gloria, if I remember right. But anyway, when uh, he and Henry Fonda went out to Hollywood to uh, find their fame and fortune, uh, Stewart got a contract with MGM, and MGM just started putting him in bit roles, and he just really gradually climbed his way up the ladder, and eventually Frank Capper found him. Yeah. And they did several movies together, and that's what really made yep. him a star. So, yeah. And... Uh, there was a pause in his career when he went off to fight World War II, mm-hmm. during which he um, he became a colonel. He wow. was he was a pilot, wow. and uh, you know, well accomplished during the war. And he came back and he continued in service until 1959. He achieved rank of brigadier general. Wow, Jeez. which is I think still the record for any like Hollywood actor achieving rank. Yeah. In the military, with the exception of Ronald Reagan, who became commander in chief. Well, but that's kind of a different thing. That's cheating. Yeah, I know, right? That's that's a popularity contest. That doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> yeah. Biting yeah. my tongue. Okay. <laughs> no need to hear, you know that. <laughs> Uh, he was also the first movie star to publicly enter World War right, II. Right, to, to enlist? To enlist. I, actually, I think he was actually drafted because he was already a pilot by then. Oh, okay. But I think he may have tried to enlist. I'm not clear in the story, but he, he tried to enlist, but they rejected him because he was five pounds too light. Oh, no. Because he was a skinny little shit. <laughs> Well, he's tall. But, yeah, don't you know, say skin. that to his face. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart would probably punch you. He had some reach, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he killed people for the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he... You know, don't let the, uh, you know, the, the no, gentle demeanor... No, just because he looks like a Boy Scout. Don't forget, they know how to use knives. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. True. <laughs> it's true. But he eventually did uh, serve in World War II to great effect. Um, Walter Matthau was part of his unit. He was... Matthew wow. was a sergeant. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so who who outranked who? Oh, Matthew was just a sergeant. Oh, so Jimmy Stewart got to order Walter Matthew around? Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. Isn't that kind of great? That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when Jimmy Stewart won the Oscar for Philadelphia Story, uh, first of all, his Oscar is misspelled. 
<laughs> Love it. Nice. They misspelled Philadelphia. But uh, when he got the Oscar, he sent it off to his father. Uh, oh, who, wow. Who owned a hardware store in Pennsylvania. And so this Oscar was ensconced in the hardware store <laughs> for 25 years. That's amazing. That's sweet. Yeah. God, I hate it when people are so nice and then they live up to it. Right? <sighs> right. God, it's so disgusting. I know. It's like, why Ugh. are people awesome and good? Right? Yeah, it makes it was... really hard to be cynical. I know, right? <laughs> I'm working really hard on this. <laughs> We hate a world with Jimmy Stewart in it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. True. True. Hard to be hard to be cynical about Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, he was, you know, pretty much well liked and everything. Uh when he did pass away, thousands of people oh, yeah. showed up. I remember. Yeah. Like it was it I was only eleven and I cared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good dude. Yeah. Like. So yeah. It's fun to to watch this one. Uh, because of uh, Stewart and um, also uh, one of the early films of directed by Henry Hathaway uh, who didn't have a huge name but he did stuff like Kiss of Death which we'll sure. eventually watch uh, he did the original True Grit and oh. Niagara uh, yeah. with was it Clark Gable and... that sounds right yeah yeah uh, but he, he started out in Hollywood as a child actor in westerns and just kind of worked his way up the ladder and and he uh, became a second unit director for a lot of other directors. So he worked under uh, like six or seven really big names in Hollywood before he started directing on his own. And also, he's a marquee. His grandfather was commissioned to obtain the Sandwich Islands for the King of the Belgians. And it came with a title. Whoa. Well, all right, then. <laughs> marquee. Marquee. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Whoa. I'd, I'd use that title if I had it. Dang. Right? <laughs> yeah, but we'd have to, like, argue over the E at the end and, like, how you say it. Mm. That's true. Because mm. French. Right. Just do, like, the Brettstein willfully mispronounce it. Yeah. Lieutenant. <laughs> Lieutenant. God dang. Where does it how how do they get that pronunciation out of that? I don't. Well, no. how about like three quarters of their town names? Right, it's like there are no, no, that's Welsh. Okay, no, 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 that's also English. <laughs> or like Fanshawe, which is spelt like Featherstone Hach. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it said Fanshawe. It's like mm-hmm. who 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 made Chaucer. <laughs> Who decided who gave this person well, the right? I oh oh this I heard a rumor. Uh-oh. That it's because when they used to write stuff, we actually there used to be a letter for the TH sound. Okay. And it looks like a Y. Yep. So when you see Y E, it's actually the, not mm-hmm. ye. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's the uh uh it's the rune called form. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's Nordic. And yeah. so, and so like, if there's other stuff like that, that could be why they spell them the weird way. But pronounce them completely different. Exactly. That's kind of cool. That's my theory. <laughs> On how some stuff <laughs> got so messed up. I'm, I'm sure there's like a whole field of linguistics. I know. Just this, right? cool? 
I'm sure we could go to school for many, 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 <laughs> many years and end up many, many, many hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Oh, I already do. You know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> also, it has nothing to do with this movie. This movie. But uh, still, oh, also cool. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm really I mean, good at talking about anything but the movie. <laughs> Especially today. today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in just, rare form today. Yeah, we're just kind of woo. And it's we not did... because the movies are bad. No, no like I want, I want, I want our listeners to think that like we don't like the movie because I liked the movie. It's just yeah, I like tangent. other stuff too. <laughs> well, we just had a lot of pizza, and uh, you know, yeah. it's ten o'clock at night. So. Yeah, <laughs> that probably helps. I haven't been here for a while. I'm throwing off the whole dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But we're glad you're back, Ellie. Oh, Very thanks. much so. We should have a party. We should. We kind of did. With pizza. We had pizza. Woohoo! Yay. It's the Ellie pizza party. Movies. I've got beer. Yes, beer. Okay. So anyway, before we Sorry. go further off the rails, uh, any further thoughts on the movie? Mm. Mm. Oh! Mm. They totally did not blow that up from the same picture. Oh, I agree. Oh, hell no. I, I believe this is the origin of the Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, so any things. CSI that you've gotten pissed at, oh yeah, like, that's not how it works. Here's your blueprint. Well, well I mean, I believe if, if they had, if the third picture was like a comparison between the two papers, from, yeah, like yeah. that could make sense because he could see enough of the blurry bits. Go that layout matches this paper, not this one. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally would buy. But the third one was like, you couldn't get that number off no. of that paper. Nope. I know what film grain was like and. In those days, and you well, not a if they somehow magically found the negative, yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. that was they were was, blowing up a lot. If it was a large format camera, which I could yeah. buy because uh, the guy, the the guy the in the one apartment taking the picture, yeah, yeah. had a large format yeah. camera for the for yeah. the newspaper. It's like, yeah, could buy it, yeah, could totally buy it, but they didn't have as that. as presented. No, no, no. <laughs> That's okay. It, it we, worked, we don't mind. It we works for the, it, it's movie science, you know. I yeah. I presume that they had a little bit less dramatic way of going right. about that. Yeah, when they uh, did it in real life, unless they <sighs> didn't, in which case, whoa, yeah, right. <laughs> and also, Jimmy Stewart going to every freaking bar in Chicago oh, yeah. kind of amuses me because oh wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's Even if he's bars. only doing it in, like, the Polish district or whatever. Yeah, the Polish I'm, I'm stockyards. I'm making air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Like, even that, that's, like, the stockyards and, like... Yeah, the, that's still a lot of bars. That's the a lot. huge. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of bars in Chicago. Yep. Chicagoans yeah. know how to drink. And yep. Allie and I were like, it's a good thing he's not drinking at everyone. And I was like, well, just because Jimmy Stewart isn't drinking right. at everyone doesn't mean the reporter didn't drink at right. everyone. Right. Right. And yeah. even he, you know, you do see him take a couple shots here and there. Yeah. <laughs> or at least order a couple. But I mean, uh, that's like oh. Nick and Nora Chara's territory right there. Oh, God. totally. Oh. And the, the lady at the bar. Oh, she shouldn't have thrown any bricks at me. <laughs> don't tell her where you got this information. I don't want her to throw bricks at me again. It's like I like you, lady. <laughs> that was she's a cool a, lady. She right. was awesome, and I like her mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so we'll we'll wrap it up here since we're back on track. <laughs> so, 
Yes, start talking about the thing we're supposed to be talking mm-hmm. about to end the show. I will, I will use this to launch into the fact that uh, since we like Jimmy Stewart so much, we will be doing a little mini-series of Jimmy Stewart movies because our next movie is going to be Winchester 73, which is another one of our fabled noir westerns. Uh And and this is one of the really great ones. It's directed by Anthony Mann, who did a bunch of really cynical westerns in the 50s and 60s. Oh, you said cynical. I'm in. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, It's a pretty great movie. So... I'm looking forward to showing it to you guys. Dear listeners, go find Winchester 73. And um, I have been Melissa, and I have been joined by... Allie. And by... Tanya! And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. I happen to know that your mother had a small annuity. She never scrubbed a floor in her life. You never got past the fifth grade. But I figure if you pull such a corny gag as this, you must want me to go pretty bad, so I'm going. But I I want you to know that you didn't get away with it.